Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hope that you had a great weekend. We've got the Natty coming up within the hour. TCU and Georgia. We've got the Kings playing tonight against Orlando. We have got the NFL playoffs all set, and we have you. All right? I want to hear from you. We want to get the show rolling. Give me a call, and I'll put you right up on the screen. Again, the NFL, what a wild finish. Uh, The great news, DeMar Hamlin out of the hospital. He is back in Buffalo. Uh, The bad news is, you know, we saw – just idiotic behavior in the Green Bay-Detroit game with Quay Walker and his teammate pushing a team physician for the Detroit Lions. You got Dak Prescott, who, to me, again, looks like the most overrated quarterback in the National Football League. You've got coaches that are out, Levy Smith, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. You have got the uncertainties surrounding Sean McVay. You got the Seahawks in the playoffs, the Giants in the playoffs. You got the uncertainty surrounding Tua as they start their playoffs up against Buffalo. The Buffalo game yesterday, the opening kickoff return. I mean, just so many things. uh, Right up on uh, the screen. Right after the Kings game. I will be on YouTube Live with Ryan in Sacramento. So that is following the Kings game tonight with the Orlando Magic Kings. I mean, I don't know what else you say. This has already been a bad homestand, even if they win their next three games. Terrible homestand. There's just no other way to say it. Uh, 20 and 18 now. You got the Magic followed by two games with the Rockets. Uh, Steph Curry looks like he's going to be back on the floor tomorrow. So that should really propel the Warriors. Uh, The good news for the Kings is everyone else around them has really been struggling uh, as of late. Uh, Back to the NFL for a moment. I did a rant on this today. You know, Mark Davis, go away, would you please? What what a horrible owner he is, seriously. You know, now he's, you know, bothered by all the fans that are there rooting for the other team at his home games. We'll go out and win, you know? Put a good product on the field. You won't have to worry about that. All right, let's get the show rolling with Brian. Brian, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good, Grant. How was your weekend? It was good. Thank you. Yeah, no, uh, some great, exciting games to finish out the regular season. Uh, as you commented a moment ago, watching that game last night, that player pushing the medical staff trainer is just mind-boggling. I mean, that was a – I mean, what do you say? <laughs> I mean, I had a feeling that game was going to be close, but but 
It's just inexcusable without, which goes without saying and really costs the team. And man, that's, that's hard to, hard to believe, honestly. Well, not only that, as you said, I mean, it cost the team. That's a huge penalty. Sets up Detroit first and goal with the go-ahead score. I mean, what the hell are you thinking about? You know, I mean, it's just like, it's almost like you don't even care about the team. It's all about you, you, you. Just stupidity. Yeah, definitely. And I listened to your broadcast earlier on your YouTube with Ryan. I I align with you. I think uh, San Francisco in this situation is going to, you know, knock on wood, unless there's some injury or some freak play, they should handle Seattle uh, comfortably, in my opinion. Same with Buffalo. Uh, And last year I was nervous as a Niners fan because when you played the Rams, that was a much different scenario playing a team for the third time uh, into the playoffs. That game made me nervous. This is, this Seattle team has not played well down the stretch and they barely beat the Rams who had nothing to play for, even though, you know, division games are closer. I get all that, but yeah, this has not, you make a great point. You can't compare this at all to last year. First of all, that game was in LA. It wasn't in Santa Clara. And, the, you know, the Rams had a better, you yeah. know, the Rams had a better record than the 49ers last year. So, yeah, it doesn't factor in. The Niners, I mean, listen, I'm not a Niners fan. I'm not a Seahawks fan. If you go down the rosters and you look at the both sides of the football, the 49ers are significantly better on both sides of the football. Yes, 100%. Yep. And, you know, as a Niners fan, Detroit did me a favor. I'd much rather play Seattle than, uh, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers again, even though we've owned them. Uh uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Geno Smith and, you know, your momentum's a thing, you know, you can't discount momentum. That would have put, you know, correct. You know, I agree. Green Bay. I, winning, agree. I don't know what it is. Five, five in a row, six, whatever it was. Uh, so, so certainly. And yeah, like as you alluded to these games, other than those two, I just mentioned, you know, LA at Jacksonville, that's a very intriguing game on paper to me. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, yes, it is. The fact that uh, the Chargers played their guys yesterday now are going against Jacksonville. I mean, every coach is going to have their own on how they want to treat that. But given the nature of the season, I'm really surprised they played their guys, uh, given that nothing was at stake. Yeah. I'm with you, Brian. Appreciate the phone call, yep. buddy. Talk to you later. Take care. Yep. Good stuff. Let's get rolling again with uh, Connor. Connor, welcome to the show on this Monday. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good. So a couple thoughts on the NBA, and then we can get to the NFL. I mean, do you see Kevin Durant avoided missing an extended period of time? Looks like he's only going to be out about two weeks with an MCL sprain. That's huge. That's huge. Uh, because the last two M- MCL sprains he's had, he's missed a significant part of the season. So that is very good news if you're a fan of the Brooklyn Nets. There's no question about that. Yeah, and then in terms of the Kings, I mean – I don't even know what to expect. Obviously, it's 3-0, and and even if they go 3-0, and I'm still not going to be very pleased. But at this point against the Magic and the Rockets, should we really be expecting the Kings to just go in and win all three easily? Like, they're playing really bad as of late. Yes. Well, you know, if, you, if not, then this to me is not a playoff team. You know, I, I don't think you're a playoff team if you lose at home to Charlotte, Washington, Atlanta, either Orlando or Houston. unless you can blame injuries and the Kings can't blame injuries on this. So, you know, to me, if I'm looking at a big picture, you know, that to me is not a playoff team. So yes, this is a big deal. This is a really big deal not to stumble anymore the rest of this week. Yeah, I agree. And then moving to the NFL, DeMar Hamlin released from the hospital. That's, I mean, great news from what was 
looking like a week ago. And then how about the way the world works with the Bills taking the opening kickoff for a touchdown? I mean, it's just amazing. What's it was happen. storybook. Incredible. You know, very, very, very amazing. No question about it. So that's the positive side. And then you look at the negative side. I mean, do players in the NFL have any common sense? I mean, what is Trayvon Walker, Walker doing, pushing a trainer? And then another thing I don't think I've seen anyone talk about is the Steelers after a sack, their celebration was a CPR celebration. I mean, are you serious? And I mean, there's a time and I know. A place. I know. I, again, I, some of the things just baffle your mind. Uh, it's unbelievable, Connor. It really is. You just sit there and you go, did I just see what I actually saw? I couldn't believe the celebration in Pittsburgh. I mean, there's just no awareness anymore. And, you know, it's not all the players. It's some of the players. But just, again, yesterday is a perfect example of, like, what the hell is going on? It's just mind-boggling to me. It really is. Yeah, and then in terms of the our Giants, I mean, only losing by six points, I thought was – I mean, obviously the game didn't mean anything, but I thought it would be a lot bigger margin. Yep. So, I mean – you ran a fake pun, you missed some big plays, and you were still right in the game. So, I mean, what a story it is. I mean, how about that? Kenny Galladay scores a touchdown. I mean, it couldn't be any other way. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, the real key to me for the Giants coming up this week uh, in Minnesota will be the defensive secondary and whether or Dory Jackson can get on the field, and if so, how much will they use him? The Giants will be able to move the ball on Minnesota. I'm very, very confident of that. The Giants will be able to move the ball. The question is, you know, when they played Minnesota on Christmas Eve, they had two turnovers on drives within Minnesota territory, one by the tight end that really was a was a huge play in the game, and yet they only lost on a last-second field goal by three. I think the Giants have a lot of confidence that they can beat Minnesota. You know, the, the, the story with Minnesota and me is you never know what type of game you're going to get from Kirk Cousins. And, you know, Cousins does have the ability to go out and play flawlessly, but he also has the ability to make some bad decisions that can cost this team. And you just don't know which Kirk Cousins you're going to get. But defensively, Minnesota is so-so. And I do think the Giants should be able to move the ball and score on them. Yeah, and then a question for you. How much do you think that experience factors into this game? Because I heard that Brian Dable said that experience doesn't really mean that much. I mean, it's obviously his first playoff game. It's, well, as a head coach, and then Jones and Barkley. But, I mean, do you think the Vikings have an advantage there with them being in the playoffs the last couple of years? Well, when the Giants beat the Patriots the year that the Patriots were undefeated and the Giants made the playoffs as a wild card, and won all their games on the road. They didn't have a lot of playoff experience on that roster, and they went on and won the Super Bowl. So I, I believe momentum is more important than experience. And, you know, the Giants right now are – they're just – they kind of have that look to them. I'm not saying they're going to go beat Minnesota, but I wouldn't even bat an eyelash if they did beat Minnesota. I don't think they're capable of winning more than one game in this postseason. I just don't think they're that good to be able to beat – let's say, a Philadelphia. But first things first, uh, I could easily, I could definitely see them beating Minnesota. I mean, I would rather have experience than not have experience. But sometimes, you know, teams that are just loosey-goosey and, you know, are all together and doing this for the first time, like the Giants did back when they beat the Patriots the first time, 
there's something to be said about that. Yeah, I mean, I think they they got it pretty hot at the right time. I mean, I know this isn't the NBA, but if you want to look at, like, the last five-game sample size, I mean, they beat Washington in that must-have game. They took care of the Colts. Their Vikings and Eagles losses were yep. not bad at all. So, I mean, this is a team that I don't think you can just roll over in the playoffs. No, I mean, I, I would agree with that. The I don't think the Giants will be non-competitive in this game. And by that, I mean, I think when the fourth quarter starts, the Giants are going to have a chance to win this game. I would be surprised if they get blown out. I won't be surprised if they lose, but I'll get surprised. I'd be surprised if they get blown out. Yeah, and then one more question about the Giants. Do you think that if Daniel Jones comes out and has a bad game, does that really affect his status for the, being the quarterback next year, or is he pretty much locked in? I think he's pretty much locked in. I think his body of work would rise above anything that could happen in this game. I'd be surprised if he had a bad game. He really hasn't had a bad game this year, has he? I'd be surprised. I mean, I can see him maybe not playing great, but I, I, I'd i be surprised if he had a bad game. Yeah, I agree. And then the other news, the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. Yep. I think most people saw it coming. And then Lovey Smith as well. I mean, the Texans' only positive that they had was getting the first pick. They still managed to blow that too. The Bears got it. Yeah, I've always said this, Connor, and fans need to understand this. The players that are on the field don't give a damn about the draft pick that the team's going to get. There wasn't one player that's on the field for the Houston Texans that was thinking that way. They don't care. It's a non-issue. They don't even talk about it. I've been around a lot of teams where, like the Kings, when they had a chance to for all of that, they don't even talk about it. It's a non-issue for them. So the players that are on the field are playing to win. And as a coach in that situation, you have an obligation to let the players go out and compete and win. So I don't really have a problem with what Houston did. I know a lot of people do, but, you know, Levy Smith would be totally, I mean, it would be a sellout to do that to your players who just played their asses off for 60 minutes. And with 59 minutes and 30 seconds gone by, now you're going to tell them, you know, we, we don't execute. You, you can't do that. You just can't do it. Yeah, and then last thing, revolving the NFL draft order and stuff. I mean, do you think it'd be a good idea for the NFL to kind of adopt the NBA system of having a lottery where it's not just the standings in order? I mean, to have an element to really remove the tanking aspect at all. I mean, do you think that that would be a good idea to have? Well, name me the team that tanked this year. Who do you think tanked? I mean, I'm not saying anybody tanked, but I just it came to mind is okay. I mean, because the NBA that seems like a nice mechanism to kind of avoid like trying any version of tanking. Because the Jets did the same thing two years ago in the Trevor Lawrence draft. People thought that you know they were tanking, and then they ended up and they they ended up winning. Was it Jacksonville the game they beat or whatever? But they they won a game at the end of the year, which cost them the number one pick, and they ended up with Zach Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence. So you know, I don't even think teams do tank. Maybe I'm delusional. But last night, again, or yesterday, is another perfect example. Houston didn't tank. They went out and won the game. So yeah, to, answer your, to answer your question, no, I would not be in favor of that in the NFL. I would not. All right, that's all I got. Go Kings, go Giants this weekend. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. Good call right there from Connor. We'll be on YouTube uh, right after the Kings and the Magic. I, I don't. I don't think tanking is 
I don't see tanking in the NFL. I see teams that are not very good, but I I don't see tanking. I mean, the Chicago Bears getting the number one pick in the draft. Did they tank this year? They didn't tank. They tried to win a lot of their games, right? They were in a lot of games. They lost a lot of close games. They competed in a lot of games that they lost. I didn't think they tanked. Did Houston tank? They went out and won the game yesterday. They had a chance to tank. They had a chance not to kick it. They had a chance to not execute on a two-point conversion. Right? I mean, if they really wanted to tank, they could have run the ball or they could have, you know, run a basic play that whatever could have been a, l- a lower percentage of, of, of executing. They try to win the game. They try to win the game. So I don't even know if it's an issue uh, in the NFL. All right, I want to hear from you. College football starting in a little bit. We'll get you up on stage and we can talk about whether it's the NFL, whether it's college football, whether it's whatever you want to talk about. Uh, we'll do it. All right. Jerry Reynolds Wednesday on YouTube. And then uh, Sean Salisbury Friday on YouTube. Sean had a very bizarre accident today in his uh, house. The landscaper uh, accidentally cut their internet cable. So he was without internet all afternoon. And not only was not able to do my show, was not able to do two other shows as well. So stuff happens, as they say, right? Stuff happens. I guess the way to avoid that move to Minnesota where you you know you don't have landscaping in the winter or move anywhere to the northeast or you know what I mean, the Midwest. There you go. How would that be? Anyway, Sean was not a happy camper. All right, again, let's talk about this. Would you like to see a lottery system in the NFL the way they do it? In the NBA, I would not. I would not be in favor of that. I just would not. I also think the number one pick in the NFL is vastly overrated based on what we've seen the last couple of years. I also think the pursuit of quarterbacks is very overrated in the NFL, such as we have seen in the last few years and in many illustrations of a quarterback being taken number one. I mean, Brock Purdy is a great example. Josh Allen is a great example. Patrick Mahomes is a great example. Jalen Hurts is a great example. I'll stop right there. Thank you very much. Seriously, right? I mean, look at that. I I just, I think sometimes we go overboard on this stuff. I really do. I mean, look at Kyler Murray and his regression, right? Look at Zach Wilson. Second overall pick in the draft. Look at Baker Mayfield. All right. Baker was on his third team, number one pick in the draft. I mean, there's just so many examples of both both ways. Quarterbacks taken high that don't make it and vice versa. So I I I think we make I think the uh the scouting for quarterbacks coming out of college, you can have Everybody in the world analyzes a player. You don't know how they're going to perform at the next level. And obviously, if you are taken further down in the draft, you got a better chance of succeeding because you're probably going to a good team. You know, if you're the number one pick in the draft, you're going to a very bad team. So you're going to be quarterback for a bad team. Your chances of succeeding, at least in the 
first few years is a lot less. You know, even if you go down six, seven, eight picks, you're going to a much better team. So that factors into it as well. All right, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll put you right on. Niners and Seahawks coming up this week. All right, let's get to E-Train. Hello, E-Train. How are you? Hey, Grant. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Hey, just to follow up on Connor's point, uh, what do you think about the Texans firing Lovey Smith? You know, I, I, he did a, a horrible job. Uh, they are a horrible organization. They have bad ownership. They have bad front office. This is what, their fourth coach in four years? You know, I think RG3 went overboard, talking about, you know, racism again. Nobody said anything when Nathaniel Hackett got fired in his first year, and he lasted longer than Levy Smith, all right? I mean, thank God that Nathaniel Hackett is not black or we would be dealing with this, you know, for the last, you know, several weeks. I think it's, I think it's just a really bad organization who has continually made bad decisions and maybe the hiring of Lovey Smith was not a good decision, but nothing surprises me with the Houston Texans. I mean, they're just a horrible organization. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. They just look like they're a complete mess. You know, I, I know, you know, they definitely underperformed the season, but I don't think Lovey Smith had a whole lot to work with. And it just seems kind of stupid that they, you know, bring him in and then fire him and put it all on his shoulders. It is. It's ridiculous. It really is. It's absolutely ridiculous. All right. Thanks, Grant. Thank you, bud. Take care. Uh, if you want to get it on the program, we will hit your hand icon and we will do it. I just think it's really sad that whenever a black coach gets fired, it's racism. But when a white coach gets fired, like Nathaniel Hackett, no one has a problem with it. You know, he's in his first year coaching the team too, was he not? I mean, nobody, you know, what do you, it's just, we live in a world of uh, hypocrisy, double standards. And whenever an individual like RG3 wants to use the race card or Emmanuel Acho, or Stephen A. Smith, they can use the race card and everyone else is defenseless because you can't say anything. It's just, that's the society that we're in today. And racism does exist. We're not naive. We understand that, you know, that does factor in sometimes. But are we naive to think, do we really, I mean, think about this. Do we really think an owner in the National Football League cares about the race of their head coach. You know what the owner of a National Football League team cares about? Winning. All right? Going to the playoffs. Having a chance to win a Super Bowl. You know, you can have a coach that's, you know, got pink polka dots all over him. They, they don't give a damn. They're trying to win. I mean, you know, Mike Tomlin, I've talked about this for years. I've always said this. If I were a player in the NFL, I would love to play for Mike Tomlin. All right. Mike Tomlin is a great football coach. <clears throat> and I think it's great that Mike Tomlin, you know, just when he when he's asked about these questions, I just love the way he responds to it. I, I just at some point we have to get past black coaches being fired and ask is there an underlying issue because of the color of his skin? I don't. I just. I think we're past that. I really. I but I think we're past that. But obviously, we're not, based on the comments that we continue to hear. Hello, Al. 
Hope you had a good weekend, buddy. Hey, from good, man. How was your weekend? We're, we're, we're soaked out here, buddy. We have so much rain, man. The, the creeks and rivers. Yep. Oh, my God. It's just a, it's a, if the first person I hear that says it's not enough as to the drought, I'm going to slug them. Yep, absolutely. I'm here. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, uh, how do you size up the game tonight, man? You think, uh, uh, Texas, TCU can keep it close. You you like the point spread? What's your what's your general take on the on the chance? I got TCU. I got TCU beating Georgia thirty four to thirty one. Wow. All right, I like it. And, uh, boy, that there you are, the Cinderella story, huh? For, for yep. the season, so yep. that would be a nice. Uh, and you yep. know, I, I'm with you on the on the. Don't bring the race card up with the black coaches being fired. But at the same time. This all speaks to the clown show that's the Houston, Texas. This or, this organization is just it's yes. a circus. Starting from, you know, they yep. let DeAndre Hopkins go. I mean, this is a rudderless ship that's – who would even want to take on this job? Maybe Dusty should switch over to the NFL and he could take on the NFL. <laughs> just, that's, it's, yeah. just, it's like that's it's like almost like with the Astros. I mean, the Astros had a good team, but, you know, they were a, a PR nightmare. And in Texas, I mean, you know, and they did, they fired the guy the year before after one year. I think he might have been an inter interim yep. coach. I'm not yep. sure. I can't recall. Yep. They was an interim. He was an interim course. Uh, it's a clown yeah. organization, you know. So maybe some guy who's a coordinator is trying to, you know, but I didn't like, I like Lovey. You know, he was a, you know, defensive coordinator for the Rams when the, they went to the Super Bowl. He turned our defense around. You know, it's, like Eli said, it's, it's not all on him. He didn't have a lot to work with, and um, you know, I just uh, it's just a clown show in Houston. So, yeah, and I just want to say that uh, yeah, you know, sure I, I like your your Giants for the you know first off you dodged the, the Niner bullet, so congrats to, congrats to that. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was huge for the Giants. Not have to play San Francisco, huge. Yeah, I don't think uh, Seattle, man. I, my, I didn't get to see it again because I don't have the ticket. But I was watching it at the end. They switched over to it from a local broadcast. And Baker Mayfield, man, he's sounding off like he can start, but he he didn't show me a lot, man. I mean, he he won. He played well in a couple games, but in Seattle game, man, he, he looked jittery. He looked like he was sacking himself or ducking. And when he when he still had time to throw, so you know. He's getting a little ahead of himself. He played well in some games, but, you know, I think uh, Niners will handle that one by two touchdowns easy. So, and Geno Smith, he had a great season. He was a comeback player of the year candidate, but, boy, he had an awful game yesterday. Jalen Brent. Well, you know, Geno, Geno Smith's going to have a tough time throwing a ball against San Francisco from his back, and that's where he's going to be on his back. Yeah. All right, man. Well, anyway, I just want to say, and did you see, uh, I'm happy that the, the Giants, how about this, the Giants, the Jaguars, and, uh, and, the, and the Seahawks. Wow. I was hoping for, for Detroit, but I'm with you. I heard your, your rant, your bonus rant. I was really hoping the Rams could, could knock off Seattle so Detroit had a chance. And I was disappointed by that. But like you said, hey, you got to take care of your business. A couple of weeks ago, they lost to Carolina and they had the air in a driver's seat. So you got to win those games. You can't rely on somebody else. But have a good night, man. Take care. Go Kings. Go Giants. Yep. Thank you. See you, Al. Take care. Thank you very much.
All right, let's get to uh, Jerry right here on Listen App. Hey, Jerry, how are you today? I'm fine, Mr. Napier. How are you, sir? I'm good, bud. Hey, Grant, let me ask you something. Uh, uh, you know, did you hear about uh, about the Raiders uh, uh, throwing out fans because they having uh, they're having signs up? I mean, I yep. mean, is that coming from the owner? Um, I heard something like that. I don't know if it's true. Yep, one hundred percent coming from Mark Davis. Typical, typical Mark Davis. Uh, the guy is just a horrible owner. It's just a shame that the Raiders have Mark Davis running the team. It's a shame. And Grant, you, uh, I think you said this before too, that there's uh, there's no way that they could push uh, owners out like that. I mean, uh, even... Oh. Nope, nothing you can do. I see. Look at Daniel Snyder. Uh, yeah, 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 Grant. And that's a good point, Grant. I'm just like, I mean, you know what, just like you said earlier on your other show that, you know, put a good product on the field. Grant, Raiders do have a good team, Grant, but I mean, I don't understand what the problem is. Well, they don't have a good team, Jerry. I disagree with you. Uh, their their records tells me they don't have a good team. Well, Grant, I was talking about the talent, I mean. Well, their talent level might be better than their record. I, I don't disagree with that. But, you know, there, there's something wrong in that organization, Jerry. I, there's just something to miss. And I think it starts at the top. And I also think, you know, Mark Davis can't help himself, Jerry. Last year, you know, they made the playoffs. They played very well on the road at Cincinnati. And they fired Rich Passaccia. Uh, a coach that the players absolutely love. Love They love playing for him. They rallied around him. They were a team with momentum. Derek Carr was playing very well. And, you know, for whatever reason, that wasn't good enough for Mark Davis. Grant, do you think if Mark Davis could take it all back, he would, um, he would have kept rich? Yep, 100%. I do. But he will never admit that, though, would he? Hell no. <laughs> Well, Grant, hopefully we get a Kings uh, win tonight. Uh, they're in uh, those couple of games with the Lakers, Grant. You know what? I'm not even going to say anything about the officials. You know what? Hey, you know what? Go out there. You know, you give up 136 points to a team that's played three games in four nights. Uh, there's no excuse for that. Yep. Nope. Zero excuse, Jerry. I mean, that's awful. No excuse whatsoever. Terrible. Hey, Grant. Grant, we always heard about Mike Brown as a defensive coach. What do you think is going on? I mean, uh, even with Dave uh, Yeager, uh, Michael Malone, all these uh, coaches out there that are going to try to change the uh, defense. Uh, I mean, I mean, what do you think is going on with these players that, that don't want to play defense? I mean, I don't, un I know, I don't understand it. I really, really don't. I don't either. Uh, and Mike Brown in the preseason were was taking players out, including De'Aaron Fox, when he wasn't happy with their defense. He doesn't do that now. So uh, I don't I, I'm puzzled, too. I mean, it's unacceptable, Jerry. It's inexcusable to be that bad defensively. And as you said, there have been different coaches year after year after year after year. The Kings are just a pitiful defensive team. They were pitiful under Luke. They didn't play defense under Dave Yeager. They're not playing defense under a defensive coach of Mike Brown. I mean, we can go on and on. Just never changes. And Grant, I remember uh, when you used to have your show here in Sacramento, uh, you were talking about when uh, when the Kings hired Dave. Uh, you said, if you don't play defense for this man, you will not play. You know, in all fairness to Dave, they actually played better defense under him than the other coaches that we're talking about. But, you know, it's very difficult to play good defense if you don't have players that are even decent defensive players. And the Kings, you know, other than Davion Mitchell, and who else on the Kings team do you look at and say, oh, they're really good defensively? Oh, boy. Grant, you know what? You can't. I mean, I know. Uh, you're giving them way too many points. You know, just like you said earlier, too, you said, you know, the Kings think, oh, well, you know, we can outscore 
you know what, if you're not if you're not hitting your shots during the game, you know it's going to be hard to outscore those teams. Yep, yep, absolutely correct. But you are one hundred percent correct. I All mean, right, you sir. score one hundred. Hey, Jerry, you score one hundred and thirty-four points. You should you should win the game. But unfortunately, the Kings gave up one thirty-six. <laughs> you know, Grant. Uh, hopefully, the Kings win these next three. But uh, now, you know what? I uh, I give them a fifty-fifty chance. All right, my friend. You have a good uh, evening. I'll be on after the game on YouTube. All right, sir. Take care, Jerry. Good hearing from you. All right, we've got uh, the college football championship game coming up, so I'm going to make this uh, a, a, a slower show than normal after we get on with John. When I mean slower, quicker, not slower. John, I hope you had a good weekend, buddy. How are you? It's good to hear from you. Man, I had a decent weekend, Grant, but my power has been out for two, three days. Oh. You heard about my yeah. tree on Friday when my son had a tree go down and take yeah. out a fence, so I've been doing that too. But I just wanted to let you know everybody's everybody's safe and man, I heard I heard your pick Good. picking uh TCU by three over over pardon me, Georgia. I love it, man. Yep. I love it. I've been you know, we've talked TCU for the last couple months and man, I just love how those guys play. I am rooting for them so freaking hard tonight. Man, I hope your prediction comes true because Georgia, they, they have looked unstoppable all year. But, man, I'm just hoping Max, Max Duggan can get it done, buddy. Yep. Hope it's going to be a good game, my friend. Everything else good? Yeah, man, everything's good except, you know, I'm a Cowboys good. fan and I'm a Kings fan. <laughs> and those oh, talk boy. about roller coasters, you know, every quarter, you don't know what the hell Dak's going to do. Wow. And just like every quarter, you don't know what, what my, the Kings are going to no. do. So, I guess. I'm pretty consistent. Yes, I'm pretty consistent like that. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, John. I'm going to get ready to watch the game. I appreciate hearing from you. Hey, I'm going to get ready to listen to it, and I'm just praying the power comes back on maybe halftime. Everybody pray for me. Yeah. All right, man. Be good. I've got my fingers crossed for you, buddy. You be good. Thanks, Grant. Have a great one, man. Go TCU. Take care, bud. All right, don't forget tonight, right after Kings basketball, I will be on with Ryan on YouTube. Make it a good one. Talk to you tomorrow right here on Listen Up. So long, everybody. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus